Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Super, super, super fly. This is 80s Wrestling Radio. The 80s wrestling podcast that is live, where not only do we walk down memory lane, but we style and we profile as we revisit some of the moments that shaped your childhood. And tonight, we grab our headphones as we jump into the wrestling wayback machine to relive the greatest theme songs of all times, the theme songs from the 1980s, the golden era of professional wrestling. And these theme songs were much more than just a wrestler's introduction to the ring or during a celebratory pose down after a grueling match. These were the songs that made the hair on your arm stand up, the blood pump through your veins. These are the songs that you hum to yourself as you walk down the hallways of your high school. To a wrestling fan in the 80s, these theme songs were the soundtrack to your childhood. I'm jumping Jay Morozik alongside my main man, Tommy Fierro, as we get set to revisit the soundtracks to our childhood. Tommy, how are you doing, sir? I'm pretty psyched after that introduction, man. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. Hey, uh, you're talking about humming the beats as uh, walking down the hallway in, in, in high school. Man, I was humming those beats all day at work today, thinking about tonight's episode of 80s Wrestling Radio. Uh, man, what a what a good topic we have tonight. Uh, our favorite theme songs of the 1980s. Uh, man, I mean, there's just so many of them. It's so hard to narrow down uh, like five or ten. I know we were talking earlier in the afternoon and said uh, we'd, we'd come up with a list of our personal favorites, like five or ten of them. Uh, it was hard to do, man. I was trying to do it as we were sitting down about an hour or so before the show, and I'm writing them down. I'm like, damn, I can't limit it to just ten. I, I did because I, I had to, but... I mean, there's so many iconic songs and beats and themes from the 1980s. And we, and we want to hear yours tonight, too, guys. Uh, give us a call. The uh, call number is area code 323-927-2953. Again, that's 323-927-2953. We're talking 80s wrestling theme songs. And, uh, Jay, we should jump right into it, man. Uh did you did you come up with a list of ten or uh, I, I did I, I I tried my hardest to limit it to ten but there were some others I wanted on there but I did compile a list of ten. Tommy, I'm in the exact same boat as you are, brother. I went through, I started listing the songs in my head, jumped onto YouTube, started relisting them, and there's not a bad theme song from the 1980s. And so my list was much more than ten. I whittled it down. I narrowed it down. I jumbled them around. I have my top 10. At least it's my top 10 right now. Uh, it's definitely probably going to change as the night goes on because this is a hot topic. People love 
theme songs from the 80s because they stuck with you. They brought out emotion. They were part of your favorite wrestler. And I know it's going to be a hot topic because the lines are already lighting up. Tommy, we got a call on line one right now. We're going to answer it live on the air. Hello. Welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You are live on the air. Who is this? Caller, hello, are you there? Nothing but dead air. That call must have been dropped. But, Tommy, I do have my top ten. I don't know if we want to jump right into it or uh, or how you want to do it. If we want to start at ten and work our way down to one, tell me what you're thinking, Tommy. Yeah, man, I think we should do that. Let's, uh, let's do... Let's do uh, ten on on down nine eight seven six uh, that way. Uh, I'll start with my number ten. Uh, my number ten eighties wrestling theme song was Mister Perfect Kurt Hennings theme song. Tommy, starting off hot with Mr. Perfect <laughs> at the 10 spot. I'll tell you what, Tommy, we're not too far off because Perfect came in in my number nine spot. So I got to ask, wow. you, what is it about the Perfect theme that made you put it on your top 10? Just just the beat, just the way he walked out to it, just the way, I mean, that, that, that beat just was perfect for his character, man. Like, the way he walked out, the way he threw the towel, the way he, you know, the way he spit the bubble gum out. I mean, what an iconic theme song. Uh, the perfect beat. I, I know it's it's weird to say because the the, the the song didn't have one lyric in it, but didn't need it. I mean, the way he just walked out to it and how cocky he was towards it. I don't know, man. I just thought it was a perfect theme song and a perfect beat for him. And uh, that definitely makes my top ten. And, and he said that was your number nine. So I'm curious uh, to hear what your number 10 was. Well, like I said, it was tough to rank these things. And as the day went on, I would jumble them around. And Mr. Perfect, I love that theme. So it was definitely in my 10. It, it claimed the number nine spot. And here's the one that claimed my number 10 spot. <laughs> Shoes himself, the honky tonk man, came in on my number 10. I loved the Elvis impersonator gimmick. I thought the song fit that character to a T. I loved the fact that he was singing the lyrics himself. I think that's just a classic theme song from the 80s. Did it did he make your list, Tommy? Tommy's busy singing that song somewhere. The Honky Tonk Man theme is running through his brain, making the hairs on his arms stand up. So, as we wait for Tommy to weigh in on the Honky Tonk Man theme, I'm going to give out the call-in number one more time. The call-in number here is area code 323-927-2953. We're 80s Wrestling Radio, and we are talking about the greatest theme songs from the 1980s, the golden era of wrestling. Claiming Tommy's number 10 spot, 
was the perfect theme for Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect's theme song. My top 10 spot, number 10, goes to the Honky Tonk Man. We'd love to hear who's ranking on your list. So again, the call-in number is 323-927-2953. We're two for two two right now as far as... uh as far as names on the list go for the top 10. And uh, I'm really curious to see how many other ones we have and and what we're thinking, because so far we're on the same page with, uh, with uh, those, those theme songs in our top tens. That's fantastic, man. Great minds think alike. Oh yeah. Let me, uh, let me see. uh, So I know your number 10 was honky talk, man. Your number nine was Mr. Perfect. So I told you that my number 10 was perfect, and my number seven was Honky Talk Man. So just keep a. I have a. I actually have a sheet in front of me at my desk here. I'm doing a running tab. Uh, so I'm going to tell you my number nine now. Uh, my number nine was Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> put chills down your neck, then you're not a wrestling fan. That theme song sets the tone for the man that was carrying Damien to the ring for sure, and it made my top ten. You know it did. It came in at number eight on my list, Jake the Snake Roberts. And Tommy, I know you're a big fan of that song because you mentioned it on this podcast before that you liked that song. Describe to me how well you feel that song, those opening chords, fit with the character of Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh man, just just absolutely like you said, it gives you chills that song and the way he came out and the way he was so great at just like the way he looked into a camera, or the way he moved his hair, or the way he took the bag and threw it over his shoulder. It was like the teeny, teeny, teeny little things that he did that was so good. Or like when he cut it when he cut a promo, like how he would whisper or talk very slow and 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 I've heard interviews he did in the passing, you know, he'd make you come up to the TV and, you know, listen to what he was saying. Like, he was just so methodical and so good in that and that song, man. He just, I don't know if it was the song that made him or it was him that made that song because he he just freaking phenomenal. And just like the way he, he his mannerisms to that song. You know, it's like the little teeny things he would do that song when he came out but man that, that's awesome like we have we've named three guys so far and, and both guys have been in our uh both of our top tens and, and um as as uh god is my witness me and you did not talk about this off the air uh we came on with both our top 10 lists we didn't talk about this prior to to the show going live so uh we're three we're three so far not in the same order but three for three is guys in our top 10 yeah absolutely that's fantastic and the way what you about described you? Uh, let me, let me, I'm sorry, yeah. I was, I was just going to ask you. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to ask you your thoughts on, on, on Jake and that song as well. But I'm sorry, let me hear what you have to say first. I was going to say, man, the way you described Jake the Snake Roberts, methodical, is the exact reason I love that theme for him. Because some themes start with just that loud, beating bass line, that electric guitar. It's loud, it's in your face. 
not Jake C. Jake C matches his character. It starts out slow. It's a rumble. You feel it in your bones. It fits him perfectly. And that's why I think theme songs in the 80s in general connected with fans because the music matched the character and the character matched the music. That song would not have worked as well for anybody else on the roster, but it fit Jake the Snake to a T. Tommy, the phone lines are lighting up. We got a call on line one. We're going to go live right now. Hello, welcome to 80s Wrestling Radio. You're live on the air with Jay and Tommy. Caller, who is this? Hey, guys. This is Jamie from Cleveland. Jamie from Cleveland, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, brother? Hey, Jamie. Doing great. Doing well, thanks. When you brought up uh, Jake the Snake's theme song, I think back to the Hogan training montage that they had. I think it was on the main event when they, I think, introduced that song. If I'm, if I'm not, if I'm correct, am I? I believe you are actually. Uh, you was it was it an old uh, was it an old Saturday Night's main event? It was. I think where it was the main event as he was preparing for the Andre, uh, the Andre main event back in February of '88, I believe. You know what? I'm I'm not a hundred percent. Jay, do you do you recall that or not? I I, I know it sounds familiar, but I'm not a hundred. I don't want to say yes or no. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I don't recall, but I so I got to bow down to Jamie on this one. But I wanted to give you my number one song, and I'm not sure if it made your list or not, but I've always liked um, Eye in the Sky by the Alan Parsons Project when Ricky the Dragon Steamboat came out to that song, and especially the way Vince would sell his introduction when he would come out to the ring to that song. The way the introduction hit and how he was announced, and you could just see, like, the crowd just erupt whenever he came out to that song. So that, to me, is my number one theme song of the 80s. Wow, very interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that we get any calls with that being the number one uh, theme song, Jay. You know, it did not make my list, but, Jamie, I love that you put it at number one, and I love the reasons you stated it. You liked the way it made you feel. You loved the way the announcer sold it. It made an impact on you. And so, yes, that is a great wrestling theme song. Jamie, thank you so much for bringing it up here on 80s Wrestling Radio. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. You too, Jamie, man. Have a great one, man. Yeah, that one did not make my top 10 list. Tommy, I don't know if it falls on yours. Don't tell me right now because we're going to keep going down and we'll see if we come across it. But a great call-in from Jamie, shouting out Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's theme song. I believe in this round-robin turn of theme songs. It's my turn to reveal one, Tommy, and I'm going to give you my number seven spot. Uh, My number seven spot, a tremendous theme song. And just a fun fact here, not the first time that this theme song will be heard on 80s Wrestling Radio But here it is, Jay's number seven top theme of all time, 80s wrestling. (laughs) As 
as I go through my list here, Tommy, I think I'm discovering I'm a mark for people that have their own voices in their theme song. Uh, that's the reason I like the Honky Tonk Man, and I love the laugh that Ted DiBiase gives us here on the Million Dollar Theme. If I'm a betting man when it comes to the money man, I'm going to bet that he made your top ten list as well, Tommy. Am I right? We're four for four. Look at us. <laughs> he came yes. He, he came in at number eight for me. So check this out, man. We we this is really, 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 really interesting. We've done so far ten, nine, eight, and seven, and we have the same four guys in those four spots. They're they're uh, flipped, but we have the same four guys in those four spots for ten, nine, eight, and seven. So you know what that means, right? It means that me and you are huge '80s WWE fans, WWF fans. Uh, uh, yeah, man, there's the same four guys in, in the four spots, uh, different different slots, but same uh, same four positions, man. That's that's crazy. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I have a feeling when we get closer to the top spots, we're going to be gelling pretty good as well. But I think my number six might throw you for a loop. I don't know if he made your list, and I put him right in the middle of mine. But I'm going to give out the call-in number one more time, Tommy, and then we're going to take it to your list for the next one on your list there. The call-in number here is 323-927-2953. We are talking about the greatest theme songs of the greatest era in professional wrestling in the 1980s. Tommy and I have revealed four of our top ten. We heard from Jamie with his top one. And we want to hear from you. What songs make you jump out of your chair when you hear them to this day? What songs make your blood pump harder than anything else? What songs get you ready to climb between the ropes? Give us a call. 323-927-2953. Tommy, let's go to your top 10 list. What do you got next for us, brother? All right. Well, uh, the the last guy we just said, the million dollar man, Teddy Biasi. I guess it'd be a nice uh, uh, tie-in now to say that he'll actually be at 80s Wrestling Con two on uh, Saturday, October the 26th in Freehold, New Jersey, at I Play America. Uh, we'll talk more about 80s Wrestling Con later in the episode, but just really wanted to say real quickly that he will be there along with my next number, number six that made my top 10 list. There will also be an 80s Wrestling Con 2 on Saturday, October 26th in Freehold, New Jersey, at I Play America. Always love this song. Always, always, always was a big fan of it. Here comes the axe, and here comes the smasher. The demolition. <laughs> You know what? Demolition is, Demolition is, of course, on my list. It came in on my list at the number five spot right there in the middle. But, man, this song, Tommy, this song, I don't know, man. This might be the greatest tag team theme of all time. Just that beat. Just that rocking guitar beat as soon as they come through the curtain. And then the lyrics to this song, man, whoo. Does it get any better than that? Tommy, tell me, why did this song make your list? 
for the reason you just said, man. Just, I mean, it goes right through that song. When that music hit, man, like you knew like these two badasses were going to come out and they were going to kick ass. Just the way they looked with the, you know, the spikes and the face paint and just the way they walked. And, you know, I, I always, I always despised uh, when, when people called them a Road Warriors ripoff because they weren't at all. They were the WWF's version of that type of badass tag team. And, uh, you know, if you put up polls, and I've done it in the past on, on our Twitter page uh, and, and other social media pages as well, it's really, really, really almost down the, the middle as far as uh, popularity for Demolition and, and the Road Warriors. And sometimes, believe it or not, uh, Demolition actually comes up on top of the Road Warriors. So I don't think whatsoever that they were a uh, a ripoff of the Road Warriors. I think that they definitely cemented their legacy in the wrestling business, doing their own characters. And and I, I we said this on the show in the past as well. It's just absolutely mind-boggling uh, that those guys aren't in the WWE Hall of Fame. And I'm really, really, really excited to have them at 80s Wrestling Con 2 uh, coming up in October, man. I'm really excited to have them. And uh, it's the first time I ever had those guys together. I, I had Axe one time, my first convention ever when I was when I was younger. But this is the first time I had Demolition, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. That is a tremendous get for '80s Wrestling Con Two. Axe and Smash Demolition, you can meet them live. They were my favorite tag team growing up. You and I have talked about how we were both WWF. Kid, so I knew I knew Demolition before I knew of Legion of Doom, and so Demolition were my guys. In fact, my first two Hasbro wrestling figures were Axe and Smash. I still remember nice. buying them at the store and bringing them home. They were my first two Axe and Smash. I love those guys. I love the gimmick. I love the presentation and the theme song was part of that presentation. When you knew, when that music hit, you knew butts were going to be kicked because Demolition didn't mess around. They came to destroy. Uh, Tommy, we never talked about this uh, on air or off air, but I, I know that you're a wrestling fan. You probably have lots of merchandise. Did you ever get into the Hasbro action figures as a young man? Oh, yeah, man. Are you kidding me? I, I don't have them anymore. I I really, really, really wish I did. I had them all back in the day. I'm like, we all did, and we all opened them up and played with them like idiots, you know. <laughs> I, I wish I had them all on the card. Uh, even sometimes, I'm so fascinated by those old LGNs and old Hasbros. Like, sometimes I just go on eBay and just, like, look around on there. Like, I'm not going to buy them because they're, like, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But I like to just even look at them and just, like, remember, like, having them and what an idiot I was for opening them up and beating them up. And and and, and at one point, a couple of years back, maybe uh, I want to take my head and hit it up against the wall. Maybe like five years ago, I had five. Remember the stretch, the, not to change the subject from the theme songs, but remember the old stretchy WWE figures? Absolutely. I had, Dude, I had six of them brand new in the box, not opened. And uh, I had, I forgot who they were, Savage, Hogan, JYD, Steamboat, maybe George Animal Stale. I had like six of them, brand new. And, 
maybe it was like five years ago, we had a big yard sale because we were, we were moving. I don't know if they call it yard sale, not my but a garage sale, whatever. Uh, we were moving, so we just got rid of a bunch of stuff. And I had them, and I such an idiot. I sold them for a hundred dollars each. So, I mean, at the time you're moving, you know, and it's always handy to have extra money on you. So six hundred bucks at the time was great. Um, but now looking back on it five years later, and I don't have those figures anymore, uh, and I want to absolutely take my head and put it through a door. And uh, but yeah, man, uh, sorry to I jumped off topic for a second there, but. Yeah, I used to love those Hasbro's as well. I wish I had them still new in the in the uh, packages as well, man. They're really, really cool. What a depressing story, Tommy. And I, <laughs> I, I want to bang my head against the wall. I wish you had those still too. But like you said, when you're moving, you need the, the bucks. And $100 a pop's not a bad price. I, I, you at least made a good turnaround on them, but. Yeah, man, it'd be cool to have them things displayed on a shelf somewhere in the house for sure. Um, um, we could do a whole well, show I on wrestling it. collectibles, man. Absolutely. I think that's got to be a future episode, definitely. Uh, I was going to say real quickly, I actually bought those uh, stretchy figures at one of my old conventions that I ran. I, at the end of the day, the guy was packing up shop, uh, one of the vendors, and he had them. And then I bought them for thirty-five dollars each, which I knew was an absolute steal. Oh my! I know he was trying to get. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, I made, you know, I sold them for hundred each. And I made sixty-five bucks each on them, but still, I mean, I, I would take that back in a second that, to have those back. And also, man, I had, I know we're off topic again, but I had a bunch of the L, maybe, maybe twelve, thirteen years ago. I had like fifteen. Um, 15 to 20 LJNs new on the card, and I, I sold those like an idiot as well. Uh, I actually did pretty good on those. I made like, I put them on eBay. I think I made like close to two grand on them, but still, they're worth so much more money now than they were back then that I, I really wish I had those as well. But yeah, man, I think that's a great future episode of uh, 80s Wrestling Radio. Uh, we could talk about all the different 80s wrestling memorabilia, whether it be LJNs or I mean, Hasbro's was early 90s, but still in that time frame. You know, like the posters, the magazines, the programs. I mean, you, I mean the Mind Doll, uh, the Soda Doll. I mean, you can go on and on, all the different shirts and posters. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a definite uh, feature episode. This is what I was saying when I said we don't just walk down memory lane, man. We style and we profile because you get a wrestling fan talking about his childhood and there's all these rabbit trails, man. We could talk about action figures, T-shirts, posters. The list goes on and on. But we're here to talk about the greatest theme songs of all time. So I'm going to reveal to you, Tommy, my number six. And this is the one where we might differ. I don't know if this one made your list, but for some reason, it struck such a chord with me as a young man. I still know the words to it. And yes, I still do sing it from time to time. So here is Jay's number six. Top theme song from 80s wrestling. And in full disclosure, Tommy, 
I'm not 100% sure that that was his theme song in the 80s. That might have been his 90s theme song, but that's just a theme song that, that I love. And so uh, I don't know if it made your list, but I love the Boss Man's theme song about Cobb County, Georgia. Tommy, what's your take on the big man in blue? I love the, I love the song. I love the character. It didn't make my top ten. Uh, but I have it written down on the list here of about 15. He was definitely on it. Uh, I was debating whether to put him in that number 10 spot for a little bit there. I didn't, but I love the song. I can, I can sing every word of it to you right now. Uh, uh, yeah, man, I, that was, a, it's just so funny. And we, I say this all the time too, like these guys, they're such larger than life characters and these songs, uh, helps make them be these larger-than-life uh, characters. I mean, I'm sorry, but 15 years from now or 20 years from now or man, even five years from now, uh, we're not going to be singing word-for-word word the theme songs of the guys that are on television today. You know, uh, it's just it's not going to happen. I mean, here we are 20, 25 years later, uh, 30 years later, and we know word-for-word word every uh, lyric of these guys' songs, man. I mean, this goes to show you how iconic uh, and how larger than life these characters were. And, and theme songs and music back then played such a major role in the performer's uh, character. It's just it's just mind-boggling how big of a, a role that 30 seconds played in, in making that character. Absolutely. Absolutely one of the best songs ever. I'm, I didn't make my top ten, but I loved it. I'll tell you what, Tommy. It, it, songs, like you nailed it on the head. Songs from that era stick with you. Songs from today, I mean, I guess we'll have to play the wait and see game to see if people 25 years from now remember the songs the way we remember the songs we grew up with. But just to give you an idea of how much these songs are ingrained in a wrestling fan, I'm from Minnesota, way up north. Last summer, we drove from Minnesota to Florida, and once you know it, we drove right through Cobb County, Georgia. And you better believe I was excited to see that sign on the side of the highway saying, now entering Cobb County. And you can bet your bottom dollar I rolled the window down and sang the Boss Man theme song as I drove my family through Cobb County, Georgia. And yes, you don't even have to ask. I obeyed the law and order, man. I did. I did not serve hard time when I was driving through Georgia, but the boss man claims my number six spot. Tommy, I believe we're back to you, sir. What, what spot are we looking yes, at on your list right now? Well, we've, we've done, we've done, uh, we've each did 10 to five right now. Correct. That is correct. Your 10 was, your 10, let me just kind of, anyone that's tuning in as the show's going on, we're, we're counting down from 10 to 1. Uh, we were uh, we were 5 for 5 until uh, the boss man, um, his uh, Jumpin' Jay's number 10 spot was Honky Tonk Man. Number 9 was Mr. Perfect. Number 8 was Jake the Snake Roberts. Number 7 was the Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi. Uh, number 6 was the Big Boss Man. And number five was Demolition for myself. Number 10 was Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning. Nine was Jake the Snake Roberts. Eight, the Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi. Uh, number seven, the Honky Tonk Man. Number six, Demolition. And uh, it's my turn to give uh, 
my number five since you were one up on me with demolition. And uh, my number five is Ravishing Rick Rude. Did it make yours, Jay? Hello. Sorry, I cut out there for a second, Tommy. I was just taking my robe off. Over here on this end of the microphone. I was, I was I was about to say I had a feeling that you're standing in front of your mirror with your hands behind your because you didn't, you didn't answer me when I said was it in yours and like I had a feeling <laughs> your hands were behind your head and you're like just grinding up against your your uh, mirror as that song was playing. Listen, there's a reason we don't Skype this show. There's a reason we're on the radio and not on the television. What we do behind the mic is our own business. But, Tommy, you're absolutely right. That is a fantastic theme, and that is the one that I bumped in order to find a home for the boss man. Um, And so if I had an 11, it'd be my 11. And like I said, this list, man, as I was going through it, you're changing it, you're adding, you're taking away. It's impossible to get the perfect list. Uh, but yeah, the Ravishing Rick Root song fit that character so well, so well. And you just participated in a show dedicated to the Ravishing Rick, Rick Root. So Tommy, tell me, what about this theme captured your, your love for it? I hate to keep giving the same answer for every everyone, but I just it fit his character perfectly. Uh, again, it's weird because there was not one lyric in the song, but the beat and the way he walked to it and the way he sold every beat to it by, you know, shaking his hips back and forth to certain parts of the song and how he milk taking his robe off to certain parts of the song. Like he really, really, really knew how to milk every single beat that song to his benefit. And he played that song. Uh, he played that song into his character so fantastically, and uh, it's just weird. Like I said, it's just it's just a beat, but that beat made his character uh, just like that beat made Jake the Snake Roberts character, and that beat made Mister Perfect's character. Like theme songs were so crucial uh, back then, and 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 right there just goes to show you how crucial. Uh, not one word needed to be said. But he was such a great performer that he knew how to work his body, work his body language uh, to every single beat of that song. It's just, it's, it's another one of those songs that as soon as you heard it, the crowd would react. Whether you loved Ravishing Rick Rude or you hated Ravishing Rick Rude, as soon as you heard that song, you had a reaction. One way or the other, you had a reaction. And like you said, the way he moved fit the beats of that song. You know, we could probably have a history lesson of who was doing the WWE, WWF theme songs at that time and how they came up with them and how they matched them to the character. But once the songs were written, 
the character had to come through the curtain to that music and had to make it work. And Rick Rude is a prime example of somebody who made that music work, it took it to the next level. It was an iconic matching between music and wrestler for Ravishing Rick Rude. That is a fantastic pick, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I'm really curious. Uh, we, we, we're, we, we've done six picks so far in the top ten. Uh, we're five out of six with uh, the same ideas. Uh, the only ones escaping mine was the boss man. The only one escaping yours was Rude. I think we did a flip-flop on that one. I'm really curious to see, just because it, it looks to me like we're really thinking alike here. I'm really, really curious to see if our top four guys, and it doesn't have to be in the same order, but I'm really curious to see if we have uh, the same four guys. As if we do, man, we really, really think alike. Because uh, that would be nine out of ten without, you know, talking to each other about this prior to going on the air. Uh, I, 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 I guarantee you at least just knowing how how you're thinking here, I, I would say, I don't know, man. I, I would say at least two or three of them has got to be there. Uh, I'd be impressed if all four are there. Um, I don't, I'm sure I don't think all four are going to be there. I think if I, if I, if I'm being honest, I think we'll get three of them to match. I don't think we'll get the fourth because my next one, I don't think made your list, but it could be, it could, you could surprise me, but, uh, I think my number four is going to be different than yours. And then I think our top three might be the same, just in different orders, if I had to guess. Well, I, you got you got me curious. I want to hear your number four is. Well, here's the deal. I'm going to play my number four or a few seconds of it, and then I'll, then I'll explain why it made my list and why it ranked so high on my top ten list of favorite themes. Here we go. My number four pick. <laughs> Now, that is the theme song to the Heart Foundation, and I know I'm already on record moments ago saying that the Demolition song might have been the best tag team theme song of all time, and I'm not taking that back by placing the Heart Foundation theme ahead of it on my top 10 list. The reason I have the Heart Foundation theme song rated so high is I wrote it as Heart Foundation slash Bret Hart, because when Bret Hart went on his singles run, it was the same basic song. It was tweaked a little bit, but I think when Bret Hart had it as a singles competitor, it was such an amazing theme song for that character of the Hitman. I love the Hitman in the 90s, and because this is an 80s show, I included the Hart Foundation's theme song, but I want it to make sure that it's noticed that I think it ranks so high because of the impact it had for the excellence of execution, but I'm including it on my list today. Tommy, I don't think it made your list. You can confirm or deny that, but I'd love to get your take on the Heart Foundation theme for the tag team. And then when it was revamped for Bret Hart, what did you think of that? Uh, You're right. It didn't make my list only because I, I, Look at that more. I know it was the Heart Foundation song uh, once they went babyface. Uh, I but I'm like you. Like I think of more of Bret Hart when I hear that song. Uh, I love it. Uh, by the way, I love that. I love that theme song. That's another song that's iconic. That 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 beat and that theme. 
Uh, if it was 90s, it would be in the top of my list. I'm thinking that song for Brett. Uh, but, yeah, it was the Heart Foundation song. But I don't believe they started using that, that song until uh, maybe – 80, was it 89 they started using the song? Did you know if they used it in 88 or, it was, or no? It was very late 80s. Like you said, it was the, the face turn, and it was not long before Bret Hart went on his singles run. Yeah, I mean, I you have to. You have to I, I didn't include it in mine, uh, but it's got to be one of the most iconic beats and themes of all time. And, and, and Bret did a phenomenal job. Again, I, I keep saying the same thing, like, Knowing how to play up to the the beats of the song, like he came out and how he threw his hands out and shaked his hands to that certain parts of the song. I mean, like with his glasses and the wet hair, like it was just perfect. It was perfect, man. I I, I definitely don't blame you for putting that in your top ten, and uh, I kind of feel silly now that I didn't because it, it should be. Um, my number four uh, is. Uh, I'm assuming that it's in your uh, one of your three spots. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Uh, but my number four goes to uh, the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> You talk about a theme song matching a wrestler and his entrance. You found it, man. The Ultimate Warrior theme was a perfect theme song for that character, and it did make my list. I ranked it I ranked it very high. It came in in my number two spot because when you think of the Ultimate Warrior, you think about the face paint, you think about the arm tassels, and you think about that theme song. Tommy... I know, way back in the day, you turned your back on Hulk Hogan, and you cheered <laughs> for the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania, and I got to believe you marked out when you heard that theme song played at the end of that match, but just for the sake of today's conversation, talk to me about your feelings about the Ultimate Warrior theme song. <laughs> I love how you always throw it in my face that I turn on Hulk Hogan. For, every episode, you have to let the fans know that I turned my back on Hogan at WrestleMania 6 and went with the Warrior. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you, you said it perfectly. The, the, he played that uh, character perfectly with that song. Like Again, I keep saying the same thing. It seems like for every guy, but that's how uh, great these theme songs were, and, and that's how great these characters were to be able to incorporate these theme songs into their character i mean that beat was perfect for him running out like an absolute lunatic and shaking the ropes and the face paint and the the tassels on the arms and just like you know it, it was perfect that 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 theme that beat was perfect for his character uh a, a little trivia for you i don't know if you know this uh, the first time that theme song ever played uh, at a WWF event, it was not for the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, it was for the Rockers. Uh, they came out to that song originally. I think it might have been only once or twice, but they came out to it before Ultimate Warrior did. Did you know that? You know what? I did not know that, but I will tell you this. As I was looking through the YouTube theme songs, I played the, the Rockers theme song, and the top comment, I kid you not, the top comment on the YouTube page 
was this sounds very similar to the Ultimate Warriors theme. And it wasn't the Ultimate Warriors theme, but it did sound similar. So it's interesting that they originally had the Ultimate Warriors theme and then went with something else that sounded uh, similar in, in, in certain aspects. So let me ask you this. Do you know why the Rockers did not continue with that theme? I, I don't, but I think that uh, they got it right by giving it to Warrior and not them. I mean, even their beat was 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 catchy for for their characters. You know, they, these young, you know, good-looking guys coming out, rocking and rolling. You know, but I mean, if you let me ask you a question: if you take away that song from Ultimate Warrior, do you think that hurts his character? Because I absolutely five billion percent think it does. He wouldn't be the ultimate warrior he was if it wasn't for that theme song. Here, I agree with you, and here's what I'm going to point to. Wrestling theme songs, you know, they announce the wrestler, the music hits. At SummerSlam 88, when Honky Kong Man didn't know who his opponent was, they didn't announce it. Just the first opening beats of that song played, and the crowd lost their minds. That's how powerful that song was to the character of the warrior. As soon as those opening beats drop, the place exploded. And then he runs down the aisle. He shakes the ropes. I don't know what other... I mean, you can't play the what-if game, but what if he had a different theme song? Would it have been different? It's hard to say for sure, but looking back, I'm sure glad he didn't have a different theme song. I'm sure glad that is the product that we got to experience as a kid. Well, I mean, if you would have came out to Tiny Kangaroo Down Sport, Tiny Kangaroo <laughs> Down, something tells me he would have been the, the something tells me he would have been the uh, icon that he, he turned out to be. But yeah, that just goes to show uh, the the power uh, of of a theme song to a wrestler's character. Uh, that song, if you ask anybody, you take that song away from him, would he have been the iconic Ultimate Warrior? I don't think so. I, don't, I think that song really, really, really captivated an entire nation uh, to get behind him. I really, really do. You know what's interesting is every once in a while, WWE will have their current wrestlers sit down and talk about certain wrestlers from the 80s and 90s. And whenever they bring up anything about the Ultimate Warrior, the current day superstars will do this do the theme song. That's part of what they remember about him. That's part of the package that, that they were attracted to. And so every time anybody brings up the ultimate warrior, they'll start doing the opening riff to that song because it is ingrained in you. If you are a, a wrestling fan, that song is iconic. No doubt about it. That is a great pick. You have it at your number three spot. I had it at my number two spot. Amazing theme song, Tommy. Actually, that was in my number four spot. That was your number four spot. I stand correct. Yeah, you're you're my number you're, two. You're one up. You're you're one up on me right now. You have two picks left. You have your one spot and your three spot. I correct. have my one, two, and three spot left. Um, I'm gonna. I guess I'll go next since you're one up on me right now. Uh, just uh, again, just to, to go over the the lineup again. Anyone's just tuning in. I know a lot of people tune in later into the episode. Uh, we're doing the uh, Tommy and Jay's top ten '80s wrestling theme songs. Jay's number ten was the Honky Tonk Man. His number nine was Mr. Perfect. 
Eight was Jake the Snake Roberts. Seven was the Million Dollar Man. Six was the Big Boss Man. Five was Demolition. Uh, four was Brett the Hitman Hart. And his number two was the Ultimate Warrior. He has number one and three left. Uh, my number ten was Mr. Perfect. Nine was Jake Roberts. Eight was the Million Dollar Man. Seven, Honky Tuck Man. Six, Demolition. Five, Ravishing Rick Rude. Four, Ultimate Warrior. I have one, two, and three left. I'm going to go with my number three right now. Uh, this song always, always gave me goosebumps when I heard the first opening uh, line to a chorus of it. I don't know if it's in your uh, number one or your number three spot. Uh, it might have been switched out for Bret Hart. Uh, but my number three uh, was Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Big Pipes, and you're right, Tommy. It unfortunately didn't make my list. That's probably where I slid Bret Hart in uh, from the early 90s there. But, yeah, the Piper theme, man. Again, fitting a character. Could not do a better job. Those Big Pipes and Rowdy Roddy Piper. One of the greatest heels of all time. One of the greatest performers of all time. And, yes, one of the greatest themes of all time. Tommy, we have a reoccurring uh, message here that theme songs match characters and nobody does it better than 80s wrestling. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to you now to see what you like about Piper's theme song. And it's okay if you give the same response, because listen, there's a reason we fell in love with 80s wrestling. There's a reason we still love it today. And there's a reason why these theme songs are near and dear to our heart. Tommy, talk to me about the hot rod theme. Same thing, man. I, I, I just keep beating a dead horse here. It's the same thing. Uh, just fit his character, the way he walked to it, the way he, you know, he reacted to it, the way he came out playing the bagpipes from time to time. I mean, it was just a perfect, perfect, perfect theme for him. Um, I know that you said he was one of the best heels. He was one of the best baby faces, too. Uh, he was just unbelievable, man. He's so sadly missed. Uh, he was one of my all-time favorites. So he's got to be, I know, one of your all-time favorites and probably one of the all-time favorites of, of everyone uh, in uh, the wrestling world that follows it. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, that again, the, the song, the theme made, made the character and just how he reacted to every beat of the song. Uh, so... We have two spots left. We both have the number one spot remaining, and then you have the number three, I have number two. If I was a betting man, Jay, I'm going to think that we have the same two left. I know one of them is definite. I don't know about the other one. Uh, I, I will go on a limb here, if it is, and say uh, Ric Flair is not in my number one or two spot. Uh, I, if he's in yours, then that's where we, we got wrong. Uh, I, I, I know it's one of the most iconic themes of all time, but I'm a WWF guy like, like you are. And you know, by the time you got to WWF, it was the early 90s. So I went WWF around just because I'm a WWF, WWF guy. So, I mean, if he's your number one or number three, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's one of the most iconic themes of all time, but he, he wasn't in my top ten. So uh, it was he in yours? No, he did. I'm just like you. I'm a I'm a through and through WWF kid, 
And so all of my top 10 came from the World Wrestling Federation. But I agree. The songs that were happening outside of the World Wrestling Federation, like Ric Flair, like the stuff that was happening down south, yes, tremendous themes and definitely have a place in wrestling history. And you could do a whole nother podcast about the cool theme songs that came from other uh, areas in the country rather than just the WWF. But I'm, I'm WWF through and through like yourself, man. And so my top 10 are all World Wrestling Federation picks. And I would be shocked if our top two or the two that we have remaining, I should say, aren't the same two songs. I would be shocked if they're not. But I've been shocked before. I might be shocked again. I don't know whose turn it is, Tommy. I've got my three pick left and my one spot. And I believe you have your two and one spot left. Is that correct? Correct. And I'm pretty sure they're both. I'd be shocked, too. If I was a betting man, I'd lay a 1,000 on the fact that we have the same two left. Uh, now, if you if you go play Don't Go Messing With a Country Boy, I'm going to be really, really shocked. Although I, <laughs> although I well, did, listen, I will say, I will I say, say some, for with honorable mentions, that was a great one. Yes, and I will tell you this. Uh, heading in tonight's show, as you can as you can hear, I have a I have a bunch of theme songs preloaded, ready to play, and I did preload about fifteen of them because I was confident we'd be in the same ballpark with all of our picks. But I loaded up some extras because I wasn't sure where you'd land. But when we're down to the last two here, I'm pretty confident that I have them on my playlist. Uh, set and queued up and ready to go. So without further ado, Tommy, why don't you hit me with your number two spot? Oh, yeah. And there it is, the Macho Man theme. You knew it, man. I have it at number three. You had it at number two. What an amazing theme song for that character. Tommy, break it down for me, man, because it worked for him as a heel. It worked for him as a face. It just plain worked. Break it down for us, Tommy. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what. Randy Savage coming out to that song took away the heat from every graduation, from every school since 1988. Uh, (laughs) Nothing no more for graduations. Anytime I hear that song, I think of the Macho Man. And I've been at graduations where I heard that song, and all I want to say inside is, oh, yeah. You know, like, man, that that, that beat is iconic. I do not, do not. Uh, think of a graduation when I hear that beat. I think of Macho Man Randy Savage, and again, he's saying the same thing over and over. The perfect theme for the character, the way he came out to it, the way he walked to it, the way he put up his hand and took his finger and twirled it in the air to certain parts of the song. Uh, then it was just the way he walked with Miss Elizabeth. I mean, I mean, who could ever forget the time when he won the world title at WrestleMania four? And he has Elizabeth up on his shoulder with that song playing. I mean, man, that that just sticks in your head of every '80s wrestling fan forever. That that, that vision is never going to go away. So I mean, yeah, man, that that song is just iconic, iconic. It is iconic, man. And if you're a kid who grew up in '80s wrestling and you heard that song, 
to you, like you said, it was the Macho Man theme song. So when you went to your first graduation and they started playing that, you freaked out. You lost your mind because you didn't know what was going on. You were looking around for Savage. I wonder how many school principals have taken a flying elbow from a graduating high schooler once they got their diploma. Because that song makes you want to drop an elbow off the graduation stage for sure. Even the name of the song, it's called Pomp and Circumstance. That's a great name of a song for a man like Randy Savage. I mean, like you said, just iconic. You hear that, and yeah, your finger oh, yeah. goes in the air. Your, your voice gets a little gravelly. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And you just want to drop yeah. that elbow. On the, we should do a whole show on just Macho Man impersonations because everybody's got one. Uh, yeah, that's a great song. That's my number three. Beat out just barely by The Ultimate Warrior. But I'm glad you have it in your top two spot, man, because that song deserves to be at the top of everyone's list when you're talking 80s theme songs, for sure. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I, I, I'm 99% sure, 99.999999% sure we have the same number one. So I, I say we just end the episode with that song playing. But uh, before we do that, I'd like to talk a little bit more about 80s Wrestling Con real quickly, if I could. And uh, it's on, again, Saturday, October the 26th in Freehold, New Jersey at I Play America. I got an exclusive, Jay, uh, tonight on the show that I haven't announced yet. And I thought that tonight would be a good time to announce it during this episode uh, at 80s Wrestling Con on October the 26th in Freehold, New Jersey at I Play America. You guys have been enjoying these theme songs all night long. Well, you're going to have an opportunity to sing some of them because we're going to do 80s Wrestling Karaoke at 80s Wrestling Con 2, Jay. 80s Wrestling Karaoke. That is a tremendous idea, Tommy. Get on stage and belt out some of the classic themes that we've been covering tonight. Oh, yeah. I I just have one question, Tommy. Will you be performing a song during 80s wrestling karaoke? I can assure you that I will not be anywhere near that stage singing. <laughs> absolutely sucks. However, I will be singing uh, at backstage, maybe some of that uh, Don't Go Messing with a Country Boy, or uh, He's Just a Common Man, Working Hard with His Hands. Maybe that too, mm-hmm. you know? Dusty Rose, I love it. That's a great idea. So, how do you how how do people get to participate in this? Is it an open field call? Do you have to have trials? Is it like American Idol or judges? What is that going to look like, or is that yet to be determined? You know what? It was just going to be something as simple as people raising their hand and going up. But I love the idea of of American Idol style. Can you imagine a panel of people there judging the performance? I got to see if I can pull that off, man. You might have just gave me a great idea. Uh, you call it Wrestling Idol or something like that. 80s Wrestling Ooh. Idol. I might change it. I might Look change that, it from man. 80s Wrestling Karaoke to 80s Wrestling Idol. Uh, I'm going to have to put some thought into that, man. Uh, but some of the other cool things we have for 80s Wrestling Con is uh, uh, an 80s Halloween costume contest. It's a couple of days before Halloween. It's on October 26th. So fans can come dressed up as their favorite 80s wrestling superstar. And the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, is going to actually be the host of it. And uh, he's going to pick a winner and get him $100. Can you imagine how cool that is to be able to get $100 from the million-dollar man? I mean, people grew up watching him do that. 
and uh, someone's going to be able to get a hundred dollars from an uh, '80s wrestling con too. Uh, it's going to be really, really cool. It, it, the only thing I can think of is I hope that he shows it right in the winner's mouth. That's what I hope happens after he judges the, the Halloween costume contest there. Because that's a memory. Yeah. I mean, and then if it was me, I, I'd frame that $100 bill and I'd keep it forever. If it was Tommy, he, he'll sell it at next summer's garage sale along with his wrestling figures. Oh, that's a low blow, brother. That's a low blow. Uh, yeah, we're also going to be doing uh, an 80s wrestling tag team panel with Demolition and the Killer Bees. They're going to all sit down and talk about 80s tag team wrestling in the WWF. Man, I'm really, really, really excited for this. That's going to be really cool. That's man. That's two iconic tag teams sitting down and talking about tag team wrestling because there is an art to tag team wrestling. Some people would argue that that art has been lost, but those teams had it, and that is going to be a very interesting panel to be listening to those guys answer questions and tell stories from the tag team scene back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And, and talking about songs, uh, we're going to actually have the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, performing his hit song, Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield, live on stage at 80s Wrestling Con 2. That's going to be really cool. Remember the last one, Jay, uh, Coco Beware performed Pile Driver, at the one back in April. Jimmy Hart's going to perform uh, this one, Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield. I know you're going to be jamming that. I know it's one of your favorites, too. Dude, that is very cool. You are setting up a precedent here to have performances at your AB Wrestling Con shows, and I'm loving it. And Jimmy Hart played a huge role in some of the theme songs from that era of wrestling, too. So if you're digging tonight's show, go to 80s Wrestling Con, too, and talk to Jimmy Hart. And you'll probably get the inside scoop on some of your favorite theme songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and a bunch of other activities we're doing as well. We'll talk more about that on the show in the upcoming uh, weeks and months. But for more information on 80s Wrestling Con, tickets are available now. Uh, head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. That's 80swrestlingcon.com. But the time has come. Uh, for the ending of the show. And uh, we look forward to talking to everyone next week here on Easy Wrestling Radio. But there's only one way to end this episode, and that's by playing what I think is both our number one songs. And uh, until next week, Jay, I really enjoyed tonight's episode. I think it was my favorite one yet so far. And uh, I hope you did as well. And uh, no further ado, man, let's hear it. Here we go. See you guys next week. It's time to pose. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.